Today is June 4th, and we are talking about the doubleheader, two games versus the Detroit Tigers. They won the first one. They lost the second one. Let's talk about it. Let's talk Yanks. One, two, three. Song. Talking Yanks with old John Boy. John Boy and Jake. Recaps galore and weekly awards. Stat lines, steaming hot takes. Your Yankees news with these two fine dudes. It's time for Talking Yanks. Talking Yanks with old John Boy, John Boy and Jake. Talking Yanks with old John Boy, John Boy and Jake. Hey, thanks for joining. My name is John Boy. I'm coming to you from Northern California. My guy, my co-host, Jake, is coming to you from Denver. We're two transplanted Yankee fans. Jake's right here from Connecticut. I'm originally from New Jersey. And what's up? Thanks, dude. Yeah, it's bad. If there, if we do, have- why are you so jazzed up right now? Well, do you have a late coffee or something? Because you're too jazzed up. This isn't natural. Currently having it. You're currently having coffee. <laughs> well, I poured it before the second game, and then, hey, you know what, Jake? People didn't believe me about how excited I was for a doubleheader. I was giddy. I woke up giddy, like two games. Yeah, two games. Let's go. I, even though I have to, like, technically, like, I'm working the games. I'm not just sitting back on the couch and having fun and, and like relaxing. I enjoy it ten times more. Every- no, it is. It's huge on a Monday. On a Saturday or Sunday, you'd be so miserable. So drained. But on a Monday, so the first game was fun and shit. And I did my post-game little recap on Instagram and Twitter. And it's got to be a minute long. That's the time limit. And there was a lot of shit I wanted to say. So I had to talk really, really fast. And then I got like three replies. And they're like, yo, calm down. Too much caffeine. Shut up. Yeah, dude. I'm, I'm, no, I'm, I'm team that. <laughs> You're team that? Well. Yeah, I'm, I'm team chill out. I'm pumped up. You want me to just talk myself to death real quick? Yeah, man. All right. Biggest news of the night. The Yankees drafted Anthony Siegler, Siegler, an 18-year-old. This is what he's listed as, Jake. Are you ready? A switch-hitting, switch-pitching catcher. Yeah. Who can also play second base and outfield, by the way. Dude. (laughs) Someone told me that in the Periscope. They're like, Yankees drafted a switch-hitting, switch-pitching catcher. Yeah. That started. Just, that's incredible. So I got in touch with him to try and get him to come on the show. His name's Anthony C. Dude, seriously, actually slow down. (sighs) It's like, it's like exhausting me. Ah, okay. You talk for a little. So, yeah, they draft this kid out of high school in Georgia. He's basically a makeup video game character. And we'll see if he makes it to the major leagues in four years. It's pretty cool because it's like, all right, let's, uh, you're going to be a lefty. Like, he's got so many fallbacks. Like, you think the Otani thing takes off and yeah. he comes up? He's, he's everything as depicted in field. He's the future of baseball, infield, outfielder, catcher, pitcher. Yes. And, like, first they're like, okay, you're going to be a switch hitting catcher who also pitches sometimes. And they're like, okay, the, the, the pitching isn't there. Let's just work on the, the catching. Oh, you're bad at catching. Let's go to the infield. Oh, you bet at that. And then, like, all these fallbacks, eventually he's just going to end up – his twilight years in the MLB are just going to be a loogie. <laughs> one, yeah. one better lefty reliever. <laughs> his face is all, all the peaks and valleys of being every MLB player. Oh, I'm a star catcher. Oh, I'm a middling reliever. I'm getting cut from teams. Well, I wish him the best, though, Jake, not like – We wish him the best. Sounds like you were wishing him to fail. Hopefully he comes on the show. I did reach out. That was kind of weird. Yeah. Um, but, um, you know, so do you think he goes by Tony Siggs? Uh, no, dude. He sounds like he's a nice, like, Southern boy. Like, no social media. He deleted it all. Just like, yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Oh, I'll play every position. Yeah, I'll throw with both these wings I got. But Tony Siggs is a good name for a guy named Anthony Sigler. It's a good nickname. It's a good 
like 1980s Mets player. Yes, Tony Siggs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it's yeah, it's me, Dwight, Tony Siggs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is a good nickname. All right. There's some other news. Do you want to burn first or do you want to talk about this ESPN shit and Canely? Those are the other news topics. Burn first or talk about those? I'll I'll, I'll start with Canely. That that was some kind of interesting stuff. You know, you and you and me have talked about the bullpen situation a little bit. You've been team DFA Chasen. <laughs> which I just laughed if you made that a shirt. <laughs> that's, that's a Ruth issue. We don't do that. No, can I pause you right there? They okay. ba- Bald Vinny and, and those guys used to sell I Hate Kyle Farnsworth shirts outside Yankee Stadium, and my mom bought sure. me one. I had like one when I was 16, and I had a friend in high school. Uh, his name was Max. Shout out Max, who's never listened to this ever. Redheaded Max, Max Manat. Um, yeah, I met him. Yeah. He he was like, dude, that's so fucked up. Like, he's on your team. Like, just root for him to be good. And I was like, yeah. shut up, Max, you stupid square. Like, what are you, some Cali loser? And now I'm totally team Max. Like, I would I would never sell or or buy anti a player on my team. But I, I, I owned uh, uh, I Hate Kyle Farnsworth shirt back in the day. I mean, it's kind of scary right now how fast you're talking. Like, it's alarming. You've you've scared me away from taking another sip of coffee, but I still have to edit this tonight. I'm glad. I mean, it's 8 o'clock. Yeah, 8 o'clock coffee is pretty tough. Yeah, dude. That's like, I was going to say, like, study for exam. Like, I've done that in a decade. The other thing is, it's not it's not coffee. It's cold brew concentrate that I barely liquefied, watered down. Oh, my God. Actually, I will say one of my old man moves that I've I've fully picked up. If I'm if I'm going out like drinking on a Saturday night, get a get a little coffee and like Bailey's going at seven thirty. Whoo! Watch out! Hey, I'm going to bed at eleven, <laughs> dude. I'll, as soon as I'm done editing, I'm gonna eat some melatonin gummies and pass out. So I'm good, but I I won't drink the coffee. Fine. Heavy stuff. Right. Heavy stuff. Talking Yanks. Canely, and I think you're up. Um, you're up, Canely. Canely, yeah, I was up, and then you started going full nut job. You're talking about your buddy Max Farnsworth. Um, yeah, dude. Um, yeah, I don't know. I unless there's something I've missed, which I don't think so. I've been on the Twitter machine, but it sounds like Canely got sent down because he has options and he's not right right now. Correct? They said they want to build up his arm strength. He only did two rehab assignments after the DL. He hasn't pitched a lot. So they, so the Yankees actually came out. It was like a guess. It was the biggest guess on Twitter. But the Yankees came out and said they wanted him to build up arm strength. So in, in, it wasn't they, – they're not going to DFA Chasen or Cole because the Yankees are not trying to lose a player of depth. Right. Uh, which we have to just accept. And it, 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 there's logic behind it, and it's fine. So, like, we accept it. We thought Holder might get screwed for a little bit until it worked itself out. But – if Canley's not right, like they say, and the miles per hour and everything says that he's not right, then this kind of makes sense, or it's warranted a little bit. It is a shock, though. People were like, why are you surprised? Like, oh, because no one saw this coming at all, so shut up. Well, and no, what's really weird was he was warming up in the bullpen in the first game, which sometimes gets overblown because sometimes they do do throwing days and stuff, but if they knew they were going to option him, they should have used him. Why didn't Why didn't they have him come in instead of Holder? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's a that's like a really good question. I don't know if someone's going to ask Boone that. In the I think that's a totally fair question. I want you wonder if if Canley and uh, what's the bullpen coach Mike Harkey? Yeah, Mike Harkey. He's my Mike Harkey's. He's my favorite, by the way. Okay, I I love him. I love that he's 
like there's like a bunch of monster like Yankee pitchers and a bunch of monster guys on the team. I think Mike Harkey's the last guy you'd you'd fight. I have a question for you about Mike Harkey. Sure. What do you? Th- how do you think he answers the bullpen phone? It's not hello because that's too formal. Who is it? <laughs> <laughs> I think I think he goes with a uh, yep. I don't think he says anything. He just waits for Rothschild. Yeah, I think he's silent. It's what like if, old old mob stuff. It'd be cool if he was. He just like Lair. <laughs> Hello, Lair. <laughs> hey, Larry. <laughs> think, he definitely think he ever ha- pulls like silly stuff. No, I think he's got one way he answers the bullpen phone, and he's been doing it for like five years now. You want me to get Chapman up in the fifth? Okay. Just be cool if you're the bullpen coach. Like bullpen coaches have to do this. Like they get the call and they're like, "Sup?" or "Yep." And like Larry Rothschild's like, "Oh, we're gonna get Holder up and get Shreve up too." And he's like, "Holder and Shreve up!" Whoa, dude, <laughs> you're like cut off. <laughs> that was, like that was part of the just joke. Be talking Jake. It was part of it that, that he just hurt. it just screamed like military urgent screaming. I don't like it, man. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> All right. Wow. ESPN. What else do you want to talk about? ESPN. You you talk about that. They said there's this whole thing. If you don't know, you're about to know. ESPN changed a Sunday night baseball game that to it was a day game, getaway day, because the next day they have a doubleheader. They have to cross. Um, the border and do customs and all that. So it's like a bit of a trip. So they changed it from the day game to the night game, meaning it starts at 8 p.m. for ESPN, meaning it probably ends around 1130. Then they have to, they have a 12 hours until first pitch. They have like 13 hours to opening pitch and they have to drive down to Maryland, do customs, get the hotel, get all that shit. So they're pretty pissed about it. Rightfully so. They should be upset. It is kind of wrong. There's a angels, Dodgers game on the West Coast. That would be five o'clock start. Wouldn't really mess up anyone's day. And it's still primetime teams and good teams. Yeah. That makes a lot more sense. But there's this report coming out, and D Rob, who's the players rep, said, like, nah, I don't know. We're not really there yet, which I'm so glad that the Yankees were gonna boycott the interviews. Like with ESPN people and like in game interviews. Yeah. And that to me is like, well, you're the biggest losers if you do that. Not like, and, not like loser, like, oh, you loser, Dweeb, like, as in winning or losing the argument. If the Yankees result to, like, we're not going to answer your questions, like, you lost the argument. No one will side with you anymore because you're being a whiny little bitch. Yeah, and it's kind of a popular thing to turn on ESPN nowadays. I, I don't think that's unfair to say. No, I don't like ESPN. But I, I, I heard the – I mean – this technically wasn't an ESPN problem. This is like an MLB players union problem. They're the ones that agreed to this stuff. So if, if they really want to go that route, I mean, don't be pissy at ESPN for having this scheduled. I mean, that's, that's not exactly how the world works. I know it's a tough spot for the Yankees, but if they want to go, if they're serious about that, they do have to go the player union route. They are. And they, and D Rob said he thinks it's going to get moved. It's caused so much controversy that probably will. All right, let's go into Burns. Everything else is game situation. So are you ready? 26 man. We'll get there. Yeah. That'll obviously come up. All right. You didn't think ESPN was going to be in my burn. Maybe, maybe 26 man award will come up and we'll table the 26, the talk for the awards. Wow. On your mark. You're, You're acting kind of slutty right now. On your mark. 
get set, burn. Let's play two. Ernie Banks gets credit for that. Pretty ridiculous in hindsight, but kudos to you, Ernie. Game one, Yankees ace Luis Severino versus Tigers non-ace Drew Verhagen. Bottom one, Tigres take a one nothing lead after Hall of Famer to be. Mickey Cabs pokes a changeup, and then Sevy said, okay, no more earned runs for you guys. I'm sorry. Looked at Mickey Cabs' contract. Wolf, enjoy watching him eat himself, but mentor prospects in Detroit for $30 to $32 million a year till 2023. Sign Bryce Harper for $40 million a year. Shut up. In the third, in the fourth innings, the Yanks remember they're playing the Tigers. The barbershop duo, Glaba Bombs, Glaba Bombs, and Bird is the word hit solo shots. Fake haircut pregame. Check out John Boy on Instagram to see it. Just a normal pregame activity pretending to get an haircut. Haircut. Anduhar. Aircut, Anduhar, RBI single, 26-man Red Thunder, RBI single, 4-1 Yanks, and a cap it off. They did not even know. Close stance, Romine, three-run home run, 7-1 Skanks, top four. Glaber with a silly error, but he does it so the front office can be tough but fair on him. As Kenny Singleton talks about dick rope in the booth, Detroit <laughs> trickles across another run, 7-2, bottom five. Both teams throw it in cruise control into the bottom of the ninth where Jonathan Holder gives back all his goodwill he earned and <laughs> earned to one of the worst teams in baseball, giving up two runs and having Chapman come in for the save to pad his stat, so he's happy. Yankees win 7-4. Luis Severino, eight innings pitch, 10 Ks. He's what we call in the biz. Really God. Really God. He's an ace. Really God. Yeah. Ace. Really good. Ace, like, like the card, highest card of the deck. As Kenny Singleton talks about dick rope in the booth, Detroit trickles one across. That's put that on my tombstone, Jim. Do you want your name on your tombstone? No, <laughs> no, no, no. We used to like to walk around cemeteries. Yeah, that's um, still a weird, still till this day, a weird thing to say, but it's something you enjoy doing. Now it's out there. Okay. Uh, what do you want to talk about? This game? Anything? I mean, it was a good game. Good game. Verhagen First goes game. on the list. Sevy looks absolutely dominant. I'm sure he'll get us some awards maybe later. Sevy ace job. Yeah. Like I mentioned. Um, dude, I kind of got excited. Like, Mickey Cabs, if you're a baseball fan, he's someone you see and you still kind of get excited. You're like, wow, Miguel Cabrera. Dude, $30 million a year till 2023. Like, I was, I was wondering, like, Hey, I know he's got a bad contract. Maybe he gets traded to a competitor this year, and that's kind of fun. <laughs> like, no, he's so untouchable. But I think they're just going to let him kind of die and become a face of the Tigers, which is fine. Glaber had another lazy error. I guess we'll start with something kind of bad. What's with that, Jim? I don't know. Mickey Cabs is only like a couple months older than Brett Gardner. Weird, huh? I don't know about Glaber's errors. They're... They're fine. They didn't really hurt us in the end. It, it did cost us a run. His errors are very simple. They're almost like yip errors because <laughs> they're so simple. It's like um, make that play. But then he it makes the then he makes exciting. makes the great plays. Um, a couple times he has bobbled the ball and then rushed the throw and then mess up the throw. Like and that's cost him now twice. I think he's had where it's like two errors on one thing. Uh, versus Kansas City with CC pitching, he did that. Didn't cat didn't pick it up clean and then had it still in time to throw it and then messed up still. 
Uh, I don't know. Weird. I, I mean, he's rookie. Every time I tweet something like that out and I'm like, man, these errors are tough to watch. People are like, he's young. I'm like, I know. I know he's young. I know. It, it'll it'll be fine. He's still a plus plus player and not a down player. But the errors are weird because they're so simple. They're errors plus. I'd expect you to make. <laughs> that was tough. That was tough. Someone said something like that on Twitter. Or did they say they they said I th- they thought I'd make those plays, or they thought I wouldn't make those plays? I forget. I think they said you suck. I don't know. This was this was the Yankees Tigers game we expected when it hit seven two. I mean, I I get. I think we're gonna circle back on this guy. Romine three run home run almost almost had a two homer day. Missed the pull. Yeah, missed on the, that bat before that by about a foot. What did you say in your burn about Bird's home run? I can't remember right now. I was talking about the barbershop duo That's, with him and Glaber. What, what do you think about that move? Should we talk? We should talk about that. What do you think about that? Because that's big. A, we now know that Bird and Glaber are boys, or we don't. I think that, and we we think Bird was just like scared. That's the first time they ever interacted. Maybe imagine that's the, Glaber, that's the first time they Glaber, ever interacted. Glaber just said something casual, like Bird, let, let, I'll tighten you up before the game. And Bird was like, ah, what? Like he didn't hear what he said. <laughs> he did one of those, like, ah, yeah, man. What's that mean? And then you need to work on Gla- your English. And then Glaber goes, okay, sit down with a baseball in his hand and <laughs> pretends to start cutting his hair. <laughs> I like that Didi walked by, saw that, you know, fake haircut that was going on, and was just like, oh, fake haircut. Oh, you need a, you need a towel. And then just put the towel around Bird's neck and then left, let the haircut and be. Didi realized the one obvious prop in a baseball dugout that needed to be used mm-hmm. if you're doing a fake haircut in the dugout which which was good i don't know it's kind of cool that they both hit home runs now that are they is this going to become a regular thing i think it has to right now right like it totally kind of has to <laughs> just got sean i guess is one of the live viewers right now he just dm'd me and said union cemetery in easton creepy as fuck <laughs> <laughs> I, I like a good cemetery walk. They used to be parks. It used to be. No, it is. That's... I used I, I used to get mad at Jimmy about it because it's a really weird thing. It's like the weirdest thing you could say. That's like if they were doing a bad dating commercial, <laughs> it'd be a weird guy across the table like, "Yeah, I love to walk around cemeteries," <laughs> and it'd be like, "Don't don't date that guy." If I was on baggage, I could put it as one of my baggages. Mine and Jake's yes. favorite TV show. Um. I will say Jimmy does it in kind of a nice nostalgic way. He looks at the years and says, <laughs> kind of dreams up their life. Okay. Yep. Still really weird. <laughs> Cemeteries used to be parks. They would picnic there and look at all the artwork. Cause that's where the only place you could find artwork, uh, in public. Boom. Civil war times though. They also like, you know, I was going to say this, Yeah. This, this isn't as recent as you just depicted it to be. Cemeteries in California suck compared to cemeteries in the East Coast. It's one of my the biggest upsets around here. Anyway, let's go on. Oh, because because they realize we're just burying bodies where the East Coast was still making it art. No, because East Coast is like creepy. There's grass around California around here. It's all like you know a concrete like walk. It's not like a grass okay. field just with headstones. It's like weird. It's more. Remember, we wanted to film a grown loser scene in a cemetery. The audience, we've lost them. We've lost the audience. Let's burn game two and then go on to awards. Might have even lost me, but I'm I'm glad we finally covered talking cemeteries. Yeah. Game two. I mean, when a husband and wife are buried next to each other, and then you look and you're like, oh, he died in 1973, she died one year later. Oh, love. I mean, that's that is touching stuff. Now they're buried next to each other. 
Love to see that. Finding the oldest person in the cemetery, that's also good. All right, Jake, let's burn game two. The only thing that gets me a kick is when I see the people that lived really long lives. I'm like, wow, that was... Yeah. Especially, like, the time period that they're not supposed to live long lives. It's like, oh, 1880 to, like, 1980. You're like, whoa. Yeah, when it's, when it's like... The shit you saw? <laughs> when it's, like, mid-1800s to mid-1900s, like, you're, they saw slavery to, like, the Industrial Revolution to, like... Like, being alive when cars became a thing, that's amazing. People may say that about us with the internet. Oh, yeah. I remember dial-up. Hello. You've got mail. That'll be a weird old person joke. Yep. I'm going to burn game two because... Burn, Jakey, burn. Burn, Jakey, burn. Disco Inferno, you suck. Talking death. Put me on the clock, the fake clock that doesn't matter. On your mark, get set, go. Game two, Tigers pitcher Mike Fears auditioning to be traded to a real team versus Domingo Sunday on a Monday. Don't care. Herman auditioning to stay on a real team. Los Tigres open up the scoring in the second as great baseball name Ronnie Rodriguez hits a sack fly. one nothing Tigers bottom two. Unlike Drake, the Yankees clap back with a Brett Gardner triple scoring Clint Frazier. Whoa, basically starting a Yankees Twitter Captain American Civil War of who their left fielder is on Twitter. Yes, a Drake rap battle and a Marvel superhero reference in one sentence, trying to put John Boy to sleep. Giancarlo Stan gets plunked by Mike Fears. Normally not a big thing, but Fears is that... <laughs> Fears is that dude that hit Giancarlo in the face to end one of his seasons. So Big G says, hey, man, just wait till my next step back, because if you hit me, I'll kill you. Or if you pitch me, I'll kill the ball. Foreshadowing. Tied at ones until bottom fourth, a pair of doubles, kind of. One and a half of which Brett Gardner makes the catch. Drop in. Tough look for Clint. Tough look for Herman's stat line. Bottom six, Giancarlo's back and pokes one just over the left field wall, 456 feet. Gave him a skewed bat toss, and then gentleman's point across home as he crosses home plate. It's two to three Tigers, and here comes the Yankees' comeback, babe. Wrong. Herman had a nice start. He didn't have a strikeout stuff. 6.2 inning, four earned runs, but like not four earned runs. Only three Ks, kind of solid, not great versus a bad team. Meh. And a shocker to fans, Adam Warren comes in. He threw one really nice changeup that made me make an audible noise. And then he gave up a double to Victor Martinez. Another run for Herman. technically. Detroit bullpen does their job, kind of, although it felt like the Yankees rally was coming. Tigers win 4-2. Blurg. Uh, <laughs> Tiger Stadium erupted. They, that was their World Series. So kind. Of, I think maybe that's why we're kind of happy right now. Shane Green, that was the most important ninth inning he's going to throw all year. I mean, when Hicks, when Hicks had his hit and then he got – or there was full count to Guardy, I was like, oh, this is – yeah, it's, it's happening. It's happening. And then he he got Guardy, got Judge. Tough day for tough day for the big fella, um, and Gary as well. So I don't know. Let's you split a doubleheader. There's some decisions we need to talk about first, but let's talk about Herman. I thought Herman pitched well. Um, Clint's defense, and I'm not trying to rag on Clint. He look his approach looks so much better at the plate. His defense for anyone saying it's fine. It costs us two runs in in one game. Um, 
Guy on first scores from first because Clint takes a terrible route to the ball and lets it go to the wall where Gardner definitely cuts it off and probably keeps that dude at third. Uh, then that I'll give that a maybe. Gardner probably cuts that off, dude. I'll give that a maybe. It is a bad route. I mean, I, it's hard to say definitely. I understand that. But it's a strong maybe. Even if Gardy does cut it off, that run might score. So um, that, that was my half. No, dude. If the run, if he cuts it off, the guy was on first. He's not on second. Yeah, dude. I, I saw the play. I'm. You're you're a big Guardy lover. It was a it was a tough play. It wasn't a great route. But I mean, run when, might score anyway. When Gardner cuts it off, if he was to touch it right after the first bounce, the dude would be just touching second base. I'm not going to agree with you. Go on. Well, that's a fact. I watched the video, and then and then that pop up to left when. Clint kind of lets Andujar take charge. Where like, and someone's like, "Why is Andujar running out there?" Well, Andujar's job is to run out there until Clint calls him off. Andujar's basically yeah. begging Clint to call him off. He would have, he would have caught that standing up. Yeah, I mean, Clint, Clint was deep. That's still very much his ball. It's a long run. Yeah, Clint would not have had to lay out. Yeah, just, yeah it would have been a running that's catch. Clint, that's Clint Frazier's defense. Yeah, I mean, he and you know, Clint, I think, is a very confident guy. But I think in that situation, he shows he didn't have the confidence to call off Andujar and Glaber. So, yeah, it, it wasn't pretty, and you're absolutely right. To, I mean, are we going to do the whole Clint Frazier thing right now? Do you have an award for him? Because I don't. Uh, I'll give a preemptive 26-man award just so we can talk about Clint Frazier well, and the, the highs and the lows. If you don't have an award, then we can just talk about him naturally. But, yeah, let's talk you about like- him. I like that he played both games. Um because it's like, hey, well, he's up here, so let's let the you're, kid play. You're in full audition mode. Uh, if Cashman isn't shopping Clint around, right? he's foolish. Now, his the requirements for actually moving Clint should be very tough. Like, he better get a return. I can see nothing being worth it in Cashman's eyes. But he's not on the untouchable list. Uh, so, no. So he's definitely shopping him. So, but... Not, not so I like playing him two games. It is a little audition for everyone, even for the Yankees, for any other team. It's also okay. Well, let's not kill our guys and let's just let he is a major league talent. He's not like you know he doesn't d- belong. He could be up here if our starters weren't better. He could be a major league player. So let him play two. Let's let him uh, everyone else rest a little bit. Hicks plays one. Guardy plays one. Clint plays two. I kind of agree with that decision. I don't know why. Well, let's stay on Clint for now. There are, yeah, there are- I, I really like the way you said that because I saw you had a tweet about auditioning Clint, and I was like, that's that's a little fully tough to say at this point. I, I do like the way you said it. He's a, he's a young guy. He's a body. He can play both games. If you're going to bring him up, yeah, screw it. You know, you can you can give Guardian Hicks each one start. Yeah, I like that. Um, he looks really good at the plate, and we, we he looks even better at the plate. That, we'll we'll give him more credit where credit's due. He he looks really good at the play. Yeah, he looks, he he looks, looks confident. Yep. He definitely looks like he has better control of the zone. His <laughs> I know this is partially unfair, but like his stance and his swing looks a little better from the dramatic foot off the ground swing from last year that people were falling in love with. Looks really good at the dish. I think we already mentioned his defensive stuff. If you think he could I don't think there's any chance he could servicely patrol center field full time. <laughs> That's a joke. I, I, hope, yeah. I hope everyone who, who thinks he could be a center fielder in, in 
the MLB like right now. Sure, he can be in the future. He's got a lot of work to do. A corner outfielder, maybe. There, I mean, Clint Frazier is not roaming center field for a major league baseball team. Like, yeah, to to patrol a corner outfield spot for a major league team this season, he could do it. He would have some blunders and he would grow. That's kind of what the people are missing right now. So, okay, you're not. We're not even going to talk right field with Judge Stanton. That's totally out. Hicks, you and me have seen a little bit of light on Hicks lately, but the biggest thing, he gets on base and he plays center field. Gardner, great defense on the base, great at bats, adds a lot of spunk. Now, if you're, I'll, I'll come a little bit from a Clint Frazier camp because that's a, a little bit away from both of us. If he, if him and Brett Gardner both played 162 games, you know what? Clint would have more homers, more RBIs, and be a more intense middle-of-the-bat lineup. Absolutely. But that's not what the Yankees need right now. They need good defense. Brett Gardner's been a table setter for the team for five years now. And Hicks, that rules out the whole center field conversation. Hicks doesn't – Hicks is a threat in every aspect of the game. He plays a really good center field. It doesn't make sense to make him a bench outfielder to bring Clint to play left and have Guardy move to center field. You're just you're weakening yourself at two positions defensively to only add so much offensively. So there it is. I concur. Like that? Yeah, I think I like that. Uh, but he does look good at the plate. <laughs> Give him that. He looks really good. Dude, really good at the plate. I mean, you do. You almost feel bad for him because like. He he still has rookie eligibility, right? Why can't why why is he bad at tracking fly balls? That's kind of like Gary with pass balls. Like that's should be one of the easier skills. Just fucking learn that, dude. You're really fast and agile. And no, it's weird. He and I, you could see. I don't. I'm not calling him a head case, but you. So like things come naturally to Glaber Torres. Or and I'll you know I'll I'll say this in a nice nice way to Clint Frazier. It's like a Jeter and A-Rod type thing. Jeter didn't have to think it's smooth, it's natural. A-Rod, you can tell so much hard work and overthinking almost. And like, that's that's the nice way of saying what Clint Frazier does. Like, I, I saw him You can today. see, like, the, dude, you can I, see I bet, the wheels turning. Clint Frazier's been all over your Twitter. Dude, he's seen all your comments. Cause like, I, I see him mentally, like when he was going for the fly balls, he started, he was like, okay, look cool. Look like I'm naturally catching fly balls. Like you can almost see him thinking that. Well, he did like a, a fake wave at a ball that was in the air. Like, uh, and Ruko thought it was a home run, but it wasn't. Clint just made a bad route and then like threw his glove up like a weird. You can weird. see his, you can see his brain turning is what you're trying to the, say. The ball that dropped between him, Glaber and Anduhar, you saw him do another like weird skit move at the end. It's like once I, I don't, when it, he reminds me of when I was he, playing baseball in middle school and I wanted everyone to look at how hard I was trying. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. I mean, I, at the plate, zero qualms with him now. Yeah, he looked I good. mean, I, I, know, I know small sample, but he looked very in control of the zone. You, you could see a next level of confidence on him. Um, right. And I, I, I do feel like it, it sucks that he can't get a full season of at-bats somewhere because – he would be on like the MLB Instagram timeline saying like, "Oh, look at look at Indians corner outfielder Clint Frazier on pace to hit 35 home runs this year." Yeah. Uh, you know? Yeah. And, and it's Clint's like dream. So I he'll he'll get there. Right. Right now the Yanks have a lot of good going on. So. And I mean, yeah. And 
Well, let's, we'll move on from Clint. Um, he's probably going to get sent down, and that's cool. Unless they move Tyler Austin down because he looks pretty bad. Which I'm kind of voting for, man. You're over Tyler, Tyler Austin? Dude, just for now. He's in a sl- – I mean, it, hey, if you're going to send Canley down because he ain't right, Tyler Austin ain't right right now. Have you seen – I don't. Did you, I, Tyler Austin doesn't deserve at bats over Bird, over Neil Walker. No. Did you see his game log for home runs? His game log? His, the pitchers he's hit home runs off this year. Oh, no. Okay, it's Marco Estrada, Marco Estrada, Marco Estrada, the first three. Then right. it's a, a Twins outfielder who pitched in slop time. Right. Then it's um, it's a it's Lance Lynn, mm-hmm. who's having a bad year, 6 year or something like that. Then Gio Gonzalez, that's a good pitcher. Mm-hmm. Then um, that Kansas City Royals pitcher with kind of the fun name, like Gokkanen. Uh, that's obviously not it. Uh, Did you call me? It's got like a weird... Um, Eric Skoglund. Skoglund. So he's had eight home runs off one, two, three, four pitchers and an outfielder. So like his home runs are really not that impressive either, which is tough for to say that, but they're not. And uh, other guys can hit good pitchers. Yeah, I think uh, they rewarded him for having a good season so far with when Bird was out. They sent Toe down, which was the hard decision. Now you wonder, okay, how quick do they swap them? Toe comes up and Austin goes down because it's kind of like kind of like a, admitting a mistake if they do it right now. Yeah, or man, the Clint thing. I mean, that's... But if you keep Clint think... up, he's not going to start, and then that worsens his trade value, and that's definitely someone they're trying to shop. Whether they're going to pull the trigger or not, they're hearing offers for Clint, and him riding the bench doesn't help hearing offers. Yeah, I mean, wait. Uh, you and me have <laughs> stopped analyzing the matchups coming up, but if they see a couple matchups where they like Clint Frazier and Hicks doesn't have great numbers and or Guardy doesn't have great numbers and they can sneak him two, three starts here, I mean, that's better than Tyler Austin at this point. Yeah. Uh, what else do we talk about in this game? You want to talk about Boone's decisions? Uh, okay, so um, Warren. A little bit. Warren, I don't have that much of a problem with that decision. We were losing. Like, so D-Rob, Chad, and Dellen don't come in because if you pitch them and they hold it and then the offense does nothing, well, then we just wasted an outing from our good relievers when we need them to hold leads in the future and our pitching doesn't go deep and we use our bullpen a lot. So we can't use those guys in one-run games. So Warren didn't get the job done, but I think it was a fine call. Holder pitched morning game so who else i mean do you think he should have went with d-rob chad or dallin because i don't think you use those guys when you're losing because we use them a lot when we're winning yeah and and obviously twitter never likes to punt on a game but and everyone's been talking about this crazy yankee schedule and we're, we're talking about cussing out espn and Fuck ESPN. blackballing espn because there's so many games in a tight span if you told boone Sunday morning before the rain got canceled out. Well, that's kind of unfair. But in the doubleheader today, only four pitchers pitched more than six pitches. And it was the two starters, Severino and Herman, and then Holder and Warren. I know we didn't get a win in the second game. Chapman came in for his six pitches, and that's still a tally. But, yeah, I mean, the, the, the thing that's much weirder, and I guess if you want to spin it to this, is, hey, if you had Canley throwing, pitch him in the first game, Maybe he does okay, and then if you knew you were going to activate Warren for the second game anyways, 
do that. And then you have Holder for the third game, but you can't, then, then you're doing the anticipation game and what's happening. You know, Yankees Twitter was getting mad that Warren came in. I mean, Martinez hit a single or double that was a shift beating single. You know, they brought him back on the team for a reason. That's kind of an Adam Warren spot. He looked pretty ugly. All the three, two walks. That was brutal to watch. Um, I think that's, (laughs) that made everyone a little more mad, but, um, yeah, I, I don't know. It is what it is. I, the, the main guys in our bullpen are rested. People were talking about if, if they do stop that run from scoring, it's a one run game and the Yankees play completely different. No, you can't really say that. You can't, you just can't say that. So yeah, I don't know that that was kind of weird. And man, I know it was a double header. So it was kind of like, and everyone gets to play, dude, I was a little, a little disappointed to see like Tyler Austin starting. I know. And that like sounds really bad, especially I, Hey, I'm president of the Tyler Austin fan club, but dude, he's just, uh, he, he, do, he doesn't deserve at bats right now. Wow. That's ruthless, man. That's mean coming from you, coming from you, coming from you. You, do you think he deserves at bats? No, but coming from me, it's not that mean coming from you. It's not me. President of his fan club. Tough, but fair. I don't understand why Didi didn't play either game. Is he hurting or something? Because that's crazy. Uh, I don't under, I don't understand that. The second lineup came out, and I was really disappointed with it. Rusty, shout out Rusty, second uh, Rusty mentioned, because he, he DM'd me and said he really liked the lineup, and I was – I didn't like it at all. Um, <laughs> I mean, Clint, Tyler Dude, Austin, you, and Walker. He didn't play game one. What are you talking about? Are you nuts? Oh. I am nuts. Coffee Jimmy, dude. Didi played game one. Because it was Glaber's first start at shortstop game. That's why it was like a big... Yes. Okay. So, okay. So... I told you, dude. Coffee Jim's a weird guy. I don't like that Didi and Bird both didn't play. Like, we we joked about being a first baseman and a doubleheader. Like, they just had to play Austin to warrant keeping Austin up. Because if they didn't play Austin, then... They they basically saying we made a mistake keeping this dude up. And dude, if one of the guys was a lefty, like I get it. Um, but dude, like Greg Bird hits a home run in the first game, batting three hole, and at the same time, like Greg Bird is quote unquote injury prone. So if he does get hurt in a doubleheader, that's a terrible look for everyone. Even though like it's one of those things that shouldn't matter, but does. But dude, he hits a homer in the first game. You've got you know. What's his name pitching game two? Fires, I mean, who's a slow-throwing righty. I mean, that's a guy you want Bird in for. So, yeah, I'll, I'm, I'm saying something. All right, and then later in the game, they didn't pitch hit for Walker or Austin, and that's when you can tell that Boone just punted this game. He was like, well, this is the second length of a doubleheader. Rest is more important than trying to battle out this one because Walker and Austin should not have had at-bats in a two-run game in the – top of the eighth inning when Didi and Bird are on the bench. I'm okay with Walker. It just works out perfectly when, like, Disco Disco Neal's been the rally starter this year. Okay, fine. But what about Bird for Austin? You can't be okay with that. Absolutely. I didn't want him to start the game. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, there you go. So, we talked about all Boone's decisions. Someone was telling me Boone, like, lost the game. You can't say that. You can't say that. Yeah, no. If you want to blame anyone, blame Clint Stevens. (laughs) Okay, see, that's... I said that facetiously. No one take me seriously. Sufficiously. Sufficiously. Thank you. Let's go to awards. They're brought to you by... Ah, shit, motherfucker, Jimmy. Yeah, you're an idiot. 
Okay, this episode was brought to you by... We'd, luckily, we don't have that many because the turnaround was great. Uh, Julia, Jennifer... This ain't a name. Oh, Plaguing. This... Are you people setting me up for failure? And uh, Angel Hernandez, which is an umpire's name. But I think their email is also AG, so Angel Might Hernandez. be the real one. He's a listener? He could be a fan, yeah. Okay. Well, oh, Plaguing, I don't know how you say it. But thank you. Those are our most recent patrons. You can subscribe to our patron pages to support us. It's $2 a month. You get access to the video. You get access to the live stream so you can watch us as we talk. You can get your you you get your name put in a raffle to win a jersey from affordablejerseys.com at the end of every month. You make me super happy. And I try to give you some other stuff whenever I think you can. I'm up for ideas. If anyone has ideas or, or stuff requests, if you are a patron and subscriber, I want to reward the people that are supporting us. Uh, so let me know, and I will try my best to accommodate whatever you think would be worthwhile. Um, so that's that. That's who brought you the episode. I'm supposed to say that at the beginning, but I'm a big dumb idiot, and we opened up. I was too much coffee juice. So okay, too much coffee juice, bro. Uh, let's go into awards. If you're a first-time listener, we have Pride of the Yankees, Yankee Motherfucker, and then Extra Awards, which we get two of each. Jake, Pride of the Yankees. Do I go first? I think I do. I think I do. Sure. My Pride of the Yankees is Luis Severino. It's a good one. And I think it's pretty easy. He is crazy good. Crazy good. But how he handled the Glaber error is much more fun to talk about and to see. Glad yes showed us that. Uh, glad Glaber made that error to get this moment. You know, if you want to take a, a a positive away from a negative, that error just gave us a nice moment between Sevi uh, and Glaber. If you don't know what I'm talking about, because you missed the game, Glaber booted a ball. It led to a run. Afterwards, he was all you know very upset about it. And you can uh, Didi walk uh, Sevi walks up to him and says like, "Hey, man, who cares?" Just like taps him. It was very, very boyish, uh, like the very male way to say it like there weren't a lot of words exchanged right it was uh for any of our older listeners that were watching movies in the 80s there's a movie called the big chill and one night the two dudes get into a big fight and they say really mean things to each other and the next day one of them is eating cereal and the other one just stands behind him and squeezes his shoulders a little bit and they don't exchange words but they look at each other and it's like, that's how men communicate. Like that was a, Hey dude, I'm really sorry about last night. I said things I didn't mean. I hope you don't take them to heart. We're still friends. Still love you. Just a shoulder shrug. That's how Sevy did it with Glaber. It's just like a pat on the back. Like, yo, shut up. Pick, pick yourself up, man. We're fine. But it's good. And especially it's fun to spin this because the Astros and McCullers and Altuve had a, like a hissy fit over the same situation. Guriel or I think Gonzalez, Marlon, Marwin made it, uh, had an error and McCullers like showed him up on the field, like screamed and yelled like, Oh, and then Altuve yelled at him in the dugout for showing up his teammate. And the Yankees right. over here are just, well, good for Altuve for sticking up for his teammate. Yeah. Uh, that was Altuve being a leader, but, but McCullers being a shithead. This is Glaber just being a sad sack and Sevy being a leader. It's good to see. So Sevy's proud of the Yankees for his performance as a teammate and as a pitcher. It's cool to see Sevi, who's only 24 years old, and Judge. They're really only in their second true. Sevi's been around for 2015, 2016, but like you know, where they have a they have a tangible like role on this team. Two years, and they're both leaders. It's crazy. Yeah, it's like seeing um, a sophomore in high school is now a captain and a leader because he was good freshman year. 
happens, but it's rare. It's cool. Yeah, and he's um, – I mean, the other thing that you you tip of the iceberg on, uh, Severino is really good. Yeah, dude, he's so, he's so um, good. His his stats this year, is he 8-1 now? 9-1? I think 12-0. Not 12-0. He's 9-1, uh, 2.20 ERA. A hundred, a hundred and two strikeouts and eighty six innings. He's got a WAR that's like <laughs> at like three point five. If you're into that kind of stuff, he's really good. The, Going the, for the Cy Young. The coolest stat is what Katie Sharp tweeted out, and it's most starts of one earned run or fewer since 2017. Luis Severino has the most, twenty four. Then Max Scherzer, Justin Verlander, Jacob Degrom. Does he get like Judge gets the love outside of Yankees Nation? Like he gets nationwide love. Uh, the rest of those guys on that list, Scherzer, Verlander, Degrom, they get that love. Like a Brewers fan knows Scherzer, Verlander, and Degrom are all amazing. Does a Brewers fan know that Sevy is in that category with those guys, or has he not transcended yet? Because part of me thinks he hasn't to like the casual other team fan. He hasn't, but we're, we're talking about two different things. I mean, I, I don't agree with DeGrom. I think that's just, that's like Yankees Mets. We know DeGrom a little more. I don't, I don't think De, DeGrom's not known around ML, Major League Baseball. I think Harvey is still known more than those other guys just from his well, DeGrom, dark night times. DeGrom had like almost an immaculate inning in the All-Star game when he had his big shaggy hair, so that was kind of memorable on national TV. Nah, not even, man. Um, I And then the other two, I mean, Scherzer's been racking up Cy Youngs for the past few years, and he's been around for a while. Verlander's an old-timer at this point who's still pitching amazing and won the World Series last year. So I think it's a little apples and oranges. But My question is, do casual fans know Luis Severino is one of the best pitchers in baseball? No. 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 I don't think so either. They should. I hope they, I hope they <laughs> Casual Casual fans don't know a lot of players in baseball. That's a bigger problem. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I think in, in the mid-90s or <laughs> late 80s, I think Luis Severino would be really well known. Nice. Okay, you're up with your Pride of the Yankees. It's kind of crazy, too, because – I think like the not being flashy hurts him. Like I think I think Stroman is a lot more well known than Severino. That's because he did all his fist pumping and he's a little guy and stuff. Stroman's a bust, right? Like Stroman sucks now. And he's your favorite player in the league, which is crazy for you being a Yankees fan. I think Stroman looks like Steve Urkel on the mound, but the rest of the world thinks he looks like this swagged out, really cool guy. And I can't get my head around it. He's a little guy that's intense. People like that. All right, you're- but yeah, he's he's zero and five this year with a seven seven one ERA. So nice, good shit. All right, you're up. Good ship. Did you say good ship, Jimmy? How do you win baseball games? Good pitching, good defense, timely hitting. Less than that. Timely hitting. Less than that. Team chemistry. Nope. Keep going. Good pitching. How does one team beat another team in a baseball game? Oh, they score more runs. Bingo. Love when I win. And you know who my pride of the Yankees is? The guy that scored the most runs. The guy that made the most runs. Austin Romine. They didn't even know. They didn't know, which was silly. His brother used to be on the team. Played every, so, played every like, position one game because he was like, like a circus. <laughs> if you didn't know 
when his brother was on your team, how do you not know? Hey, how do, but, how do you know when you're not important to a team? Oh, when they make you play every single position in one game for fun. That's something we, that's something. <laughs> no, we, no, that's, that's more team status than you. That's something that like they do for toe and people were like, how could you get rid of toe? Look, all you they played every position one game. It's like, uh, so do Will Ferrell. It's a losing baseball team thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, dude caught, caught a three run Homer again. He almost hit another one. Like people are starting to get into the Austin Romine can actually hit thing now, which I I told you I was I was pushed and I'm leading the charge. Yeah, let's talk about let's talk about Romine and Sanchez because so many people. It is it is hilarious when he pulls the ball. Yeah, well he smoked that ball, dude. He smoked it. And dude, he, I know this. <laughs> I don't know why I say this sometimes. This is a Yankees podcast. If if you were from another team listening to what I'm about to say, I would be laughing at what you're saying too. But Austin Romine looks super confident with like two strikes. He's taking serious cuts. He's locked in at the batter box. He's not scared. I think he crossed that baseball threshold where like, you're like, well, screw it. The odds are against me playing baseball anyways. I'm supposed to get out at 66% of the time anyways. I might as well be up here and give it hell. And now he kind of believes in himself. And he looks really good. I, yeah, let's. Uh, you and me are both team two starts a week, right? Yes. Catch, and I think catch. I think that's like usually he would get one start a week. I right. think he should be getting two now. That's more. But I have people still telling me that's not enough, and I had to try and explain it because sometimes I, I like like I don't know like I don't know if you understand logic and you just want to yell at me about you know Romine should start over Gary because you're having fun or you're actually illogical. I choose to believe some people want to, to know and learn. Romine's heater is awesome. Getting Gary going how he should be hitting will be 10 times more beneficial. So there are crazy people that are like, Romine should be starting over Gary while Gary's bad and Romine is hot. But then you delay Gary getting hot, which is crucial to this team. So I'm all for Romine getting an extra start a week, right out this heater. But when one dude is one of the best catchers in baseball and the other dude is playing out of his mind, I think you have to find the logical common ground. Like, okay, this dude's probably, will probably get the really good guy going again and ride out this heater a little bit more. Do you agree? Because I have, I have a lot of people telling me Romine needs to start. I agree. I'm a little closer to the beast, not much closer, but a little closer to the beast of Twitter. Just in that, and it it just hurts because Gary does look pretty bad right now. He he had a couple two own meatballs today that he just looked at, and you're like, Gary, like I know Gary wasn't interested in swinging today, the second game. It's weird, man. Like, and he, I, it was very he was very relaxed. He's usually relaxed, but like I don't know, man. He he kind of did like how we talk about Hicks. Gary wasn't swinging today. Yeah, man, just like two two o meatballs, he let go by, and I I've mentioned the the outside pitches. It looks like he's trying to pull them a lot. Um, hitting coach Jake Storielli, cut cut from his high school baseball team. But I don't know, man. It's Romine clearly made an adjustment, and he's improved to what level we don't fully know. He's twenty nine, or we're assuming he's not on Joey Batista future steroids. Um, too honorable for yeah, that. Yeah, let, 
let let him catch the sunny game and the day night game of the week. If he keeps going and keeps earning more, like that's the baseball dream. That's you know that's what Glaber Torres did to a degree. If Glaber Torres came up and was hitting you know two twenty five, we would see him you know moving around a little more and Neil Walker drawing more starts. But Glaber Torres earned his time. And Austin Romine, with his past track record at this point, <laughs> he's got to show a lot to earn a lot more time. And I, Gary will get going this year. I, I fully believe that. Um, he, he does look tough right now. So I, I get where the angry Twitter mob is coming from. I do realize it's short-sighted. But you have to realize I tweeted out Tony Siggs or whatever the name of the kid we drafted tonight and jokingly said, you know, oh, when you realize you get drafted on the team that is the best young in baseball history on it. And he's kind of got like an awkward look on his face. And then somebody replied instantly and was like, oh, well, Gary's going to be a DH or first in the next couple years and we'll, we'll bring that kid up. And it's like, oh, yeah, baseball is easy. You know, that – that's that star high school catcher. We'll just bring him up. He'll be like 21. He'll be a stud. And Gary will just DH. He'll go to first. So it's the problem's already solved. I'm in a tough spot because Tony Siggs is like my third favorite Yankee. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a pretty good name. Um, yeah, I don't know. It, hey, how about, how about this for the masses? <laughs> Romine, keep doing what you're doing. Gary, play better. Boom. Boom. Okay. How about that? Next award, Yankee motherfucker. I get to go first. Everyone was telling me I had to give it to Judge. So many people told me that I had to give it to Judge. There's no way I'm giving it to Judge. You don't think for me. I think for myself. Okay. I'm giving it to uh, um, whoever made the lineup, Boone and Cashman. I didn't like the lineup the second game. Didn't like okay. it. Okay. I don't want to see Walker, Austin, Clint, as the seven eight nine, I want to see players that I like and are good. And Bird doesn't need both days off. He's young, and he's a first baseman. He just stands around. It's kind of a weird lineup, huh? It's gross lineup. Didn't like it at all. My least favorite lineup I've seen since that terrible lineup with like Shane Robinson and Jace Peterson. So many rioties, yeah, and the weird bullpen stuff. I'm okay with you giving it to Boone or Cashman, whoever makes the lineup. Whoever made the lineup. Whoever made the lineup. You're my motherfucker. I don't like that. I understand and split and winning both games of a doubleheader is like hard. Uh, and you have to do some funny shit with the lineup. Like D.H. Stanton, one game. Then D.H. Judge, sure. Uh, Hicks should play both. Maybe put him in left field and Gardner in center and then let Gardner sit and move Hicks to center so he doesn't play Wait, center. Uh, you can't. Can't say that because you wanted Clinton in both games. Okay, yeah. Or you're, you like Clinton in both games. I did like Clinton in both games. Just because only if they send him down. If they keep Clint around, which I'm not against, because if they drop Austin and keep Clint, that's fine. But that negates my liking of using Clint in both games. Because I liked it if they're like, oh, well, he's going to get sent down anyway, so let's let's ring him dry of playing time and save the other guys. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, the I, the you should mention the Canely thing too in the bullpen like we did. That was that was just weird. That, unless Canely um, like – was throwing like five miles per hour less in that bullpen session. That seems right. like a really weird roof. So I'm not like a fired up about it, but they're my motherfucker. I thought there were some weird decisions made in that set in between the first game and the second game, weird moves were being made. The Canely move yep. after picking him up, the lineup, 
all that stuff. Wasn't a fan. Yeah, the I mean, the second game lineup, you've got one, two, three, four, five. Five righties in a row in the middle, it, and then it gets split up by Neil Walker, switch hitting Neil Walker, and then Tyler Austin and Clint. So that's, you know, you you did you made it an easy day on fires. You you maybe, I don't know. It's it's not our job to get creative, but would have been nice to have a Didi or Bird in that second game. Okay, who's your motherfucker? Oh, Aaron Judge. <laughs> Good. All right. Uh, his man of the people. His home and road splits are really bad. People want him to talk about that. I don't know. I can't. I don't know. I can't put too much stock into one day. Like it, shit. There happened to be two games on Aaron Judge's bad day. Bummer. It's still early in the year. He plays better at home. I don't know. I don't know if it's a comfort thing at the stadium. Blah blah blah. Just listen to the tone of my voice. Like. Judge is still a threat on the road. It's not like we have to drop this guy in the lineup due to road trips or something like that. Let me let me get his home road right now. Yeah, I mean it's it's pretty it's pretty tough right now. Three forty nine, five hundred OBP at home, twelve homers at home, four homers on the road, two ninety nine OBP. So yeah, I mean it's it's tough because at this point in the season they've played twenty four games on the road. So if you go through one slump and your stats are kind of shot. He, you know, another Orioles series, and I bet those stats look pretty good. So I'm I'm not going to fully dive into that yet. I mean, his splits last year, let me see. Yeah, I mean, his splits last year at home, he was a lot bad, better, batting average-wise at least. Um, the power was still there on the road and the on-base percentage. Sounds like he was fine uh, then. Yeah, so we'll – We'll see. I I don't think – I think that's a bigger thing for pitchers than hitters. Cool. All right. Let's do other awards. Five strikeouts, man. The The only reason – I'm not giving the award because of the masses, but as you saw, one of our Red Sox fans already – Red Sox fan friends already said, oh, judge, they said judge with eight strikeouts tonight. And it's like, okay. He doesn't fit on airplanes. He doesn't like traveling. Big people need, like, a lot of room to sleep. You know what I mean? Give him more room, Jim. More room. Uh, my regular old award, okay? My regular award that I'm not making up. I like, I like that name for it. Regular old awards. Yeah, my regular old award goes to Greg Bird. Oh, I didn't name it. Oh, you didn't name it. That's huge. Or is, Gre- or is the name of the award Greg Bird? The name of the award's Greg Bird. Okay. You're never going to guess who won it. Glaber, right? Josh Rogers in the minors. Josh Rogers. <laughs> Shout <No>. out. <laughs> Check out that Yankees minor league show. Josh Rogers. No. Greg Bird. Hit a home run, dude. So gets a home run. You hit a home run award. And you should have played the second Your boy. game. Your boy. Are you still president president of the Greg Bird fan club? Yeah. Yeah. And CEO. Okay. Gets a corp now. It's, it's not a fan club. It's Greg Bird Corporation. He's <laughs> got a pretty swing. Man, it's got a pretty swing. Dude, I totally I totally get it because Boone is it's it's literally full cover your butt mode. It's why it's why football coaches, when they're up, run it on third and eight instead of passing it and trying to win the game because they're covering their butt, saying that, you know, they didn't get give them an extra timeout or something like that. Like if Greg Bird got hurt in that second game. Could you imagine the hysteria? You're letting fragile Greg Bird play 
back-to-back games, doubleheader, you're begging for him to get hurt. So, like, you literally kind of can't if you're Boone, which sucks because that's kind of on us as the fans. Yeah, the fans are bullying him and not playing him. What's your next award? My next award? I want to look some up on Greg Bird first. All right, I'll entertain everyone. The second pick of the draft was Josh Bro. Which I'm not sure if it's how it's pronounced, but it's how are you spelling that? It's spelled like go tigers G U G G E A U X. So is he an LSU boy? He's from Texas. He's retweeted me in the past, so that's cool. Wow, Josh Bro, Yankees guy. Give me, give me, give me the you know nothing scouting report, but you're reading something right now on Josh Bro. All right, uh, catcher from Tomble, Texas. In his freshman year of high school, he hit 400 with 19 home runs. All right, you went you went back too far. It's the only needed. it's the only page I'm on. It says freshman year. I guess I don't know. He's still. Whoa, he's got his his brother's name is Josh. Back to back catchers. His Joe and Josh are his first names, and um, if their last name is pronounced Bro. Like how go is pronounced for good. The, the Josh and Joe bro bros is what yeah, you're getting to. Yeah. The bro bros is what this, the, the, the bro bros were taking nine picks apart in the, Whoa, that's fucking awesome. His brother right, was drafted you, nine picks away from him. You did stumble onto a fun fact, but you're, you're done with this Yankees scouting report. Okay. You go, I'm going to go on. <laughs> I you, you look so fascinated right now. I'm going to go with, uh, the double your pleasure, double your fun award. Yes, who gets it? Double your pleasure, double your fun. Ribbed for her pleasure. Who gets it? I didn't say that last part. That was, I, that was you. I heard it. Who gets it? Dude, by the way, you just made it gross, but that's that's the double McGum song. I don't so know. you're you look like a real fool, a real fool. I'm a known orbit guy, so shut up. The award goes to Anduhar, man. Dude, he's so violent, man. It's great. I wanted to give it's him an award, but I couldn't think of a name. Uh, but, dude, he just ropes balls. Yeah, it's pretty cool. <laughs> I know what, know what I, I had a – I was going to say interesting baseball thing. Like, okay. Um, but, no, I think it is. <laughs> <laughs> what a terrible intro. That, that was low-key showing how much I hate myself. I think what's going to be interesting because, like, right now, like, for this year – you let Andujar ride it out. Like, dude, your bat's violent. It's fun. You've locked down third base. We appreciate you. I think it's going to be interesting to see if, because, you know, the the better eye and pitches, that'll that'll come a little bit um, as, as you age. I wonder if they try to change his swing path a little bit, because he does have a gap-to-gap doubles violent swing path. He doesn't have the uppercut, and that's kind of where baseball's going. So I wonder if at any point – they tinker with that to try to turn those, you know, he's on pace for 70 doubles this season or whatever it is. If you can turn, if you can turn a quarter of those into home runs. Yeah. All right. I have a question for you. Okay. Miguel Andujar gets Andujar. 188 mile per hour fastballs right down the middle of the plate. Okay. Like that's the quantity. Yes. Okay. And you, get 100 swings at a ball on a tee who barrels up more balls. So he gets a hundred and I get a hundred. Yes. Or he got 188. 
No, no. Because you said that really weird at first. He gets 100. They're 88 miles per hour, the fastballs that oh, he's hitting. Oh, 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 That makes a lot more sense. So Miguel Andujar versus 188 mile per hour fastballs right down the middle versus you hitting 100 balls off a stationary tee. Who barrels more? Who barrels more? Ooh. Probably do, man. <laughs> you pathetic loser. <laughs> now, yeah, he'd probably get me too. You know, you'd bound to just pop some up, roll some over. I think we both land in like the high seventies, eighties. But I think he gets me because he's a professional. Yeah, that's embarrassing. I guess, dude. Note it is because like you get a good rhythm on the tee, you're doing good. But once you catch that one awkward, then that like little thing in the back of the head starts talking to you and you're like, okay, you're hitting off tea. Let's not, let's not catch so much tea this time. Yeah. All right. Uh, my next award is the, yeah. Okay. Send that dude home. Ooh. <laughs> award. Do you have a guess? It's the send you home award. So yeah. Okay. Send that dude home award. Uh, Tyler Austin. I don't know. No, you Brett Gardner gets it. And he's telling, oh, okay. he's telling Boone and cash that about Clint. Like, okay. Yeah. Clint hit a single. That was nice. I hit a triple to score him. I'm way older. I should be slower. I'm not. Oh, did you see those balls in left field that Clint kind of didn't really play that well, Booney? I, you know, don't look at the stats, Boone. Just watch me play. <laughs> um, <laughs> No, Brett's got to be feeling pretty good. Like, Clint and Brett were getting a lot of heat. Uh, no, Hicks and Brett were getting a lot of heat a month ago. Clint's going to take their spot. Clint's going to take their spot. The media was asking it. It wasn't just fans. It was like the media was asking about it. Hicks is playing good right now. Gardner had a bad month. He had a great May. And uh, I think uh, I think Gardner's got to feel not in like a vindictive or evil or mean way, but just kind of like, yeah, I'm still a fucking man. Like I still have what I have and I'm good. So Clint, nice seeing you for a day. This is still my spot. You young boy. Jim, I just had a really sad moment. Oh my God. Did Doodle die? No, Noodle's great. He's sleeping. That's actually why I wasn't making loud trombone noises early in the show. Cause that, that wakes him up. But dude, Ronald Torres is gone. Forever? So, if you remember, I preemptively gave the 26-man award yeah. to Clint. Mm-hmm. And we, we've, we talked about Clint a ton. And so there's the Tyler Austin factor. And I know they're trying to show off Tyler Austin to a degree. We, we assume slash rewarding him for playing decent earlier in the year. Um, Clint, we think a little bit of the same. If they're comfortable with Glaber as the backup shortstop, like that's it. Like if we're starting to talk playoff time now, I think say we send down Clint, we're back to 25 men. Say we're ready to send down Tyler Austin. If you're ready to have Glaber be the backup shortstop, I think you bring up Drury. He's the better baseball player. If you can see. Oh, so, so, Clint, so Clint's gone. Clint, They sent Clint back down. Yeah. Breaking, breaking. You heard it here probably fourth, fifth, or sixth. You heard it. Yeah. You heard it here tomorrow when, after you've heard it, but yeah, man, I just, I, I saw, um, 
I saw a time to replace Tyler Austin tweet and I was like, okay, yeah, that's a tweet. I expect I'm saying similar things. And they said, toe Drury or Clint a kind of forgot about Drury, <laughs> which, which sucks, which sucks really good. Really good. Really good. Um, but yeah, man, toes biggest asset is well backing up all three positions, but the big one is shortstop. And if they believe in Glaber bombs now, but I don't know. But if they send Tyler Austin down, Walker becomes the backup first baseman. So then it's either Drury or Toe, just the two of them, right? And if right. Drury is still having blurry vision, Toe will come back up. Yeah, if blurry vision is still a thing, that's that totally rules him out. But that that kind of got sad. That means like I want to get someone that's around the AAA team on the podcast. But I know they won't answer honestly, but I kind of want to be like, is Drury content? Is he happy? Is he just like a dog sent away to dog camp right now? Like there's no worries. He's just like having a ball in triple. There's no, there's like, there's no middle area. He's either having a very bad time or he's like, yeah, I'm getting better. This is great. (laughs) No, it is. It's, It's my first time being able to see and not having migraines for six years. This is awesome. Yeah. I may be in triple A, but man. The migraines are gone. Migraines. I don't know. That that just kind of hit me that with whatever trade comes along, whether it's Hamels, something else, anything, Torres could be the throwing piece and not Drury being a real piece. I don't know. That's ta- a little sad. Uh, I've talked myself into kind of uh, wanting Hamels, just to let you know. Yeah. I, we're, we're okay with it. Every, all of the fake Twitter rumors right now, the price sounds kind of okay. Yeah, if that's the like, price. If it's like Chance Adams and Tyro Estrada, okay, sure. Yeah, yeah. Knock, knock your socks off. Yeah. All right. Um, well, that's the end would of the you, episode. Would, I got. How about this? How about a hot, a hot take to end it? Nice. Let's hear. Would it. you do? Would you do Domingo Herman for Cole Hamels? We we already did this like three episodes ago, and I said yes. Yeah. Okay. You're still there. I didn't know. He's a young arm with a lot of life that showed he could battle today, where he can also strike out a ton of dudes. He's older than Sevy. He's old as shit. <laughs> All this shit. Domingo Herman, the 24, 25-year-old. <laughs> 25-year-old. Listen, I don't dislike Herman, but I've never watched him pitch and been like, yes, this guy's going to be an above-average starter in the major leagues. And I, I don't have the – I'm not saying I'm a professional scout or a talent evaluator. I don't have that, but I can only go by my gut. And I've never once watched him and thought, yes, give me this guy. He's going to spearhead a staff. I had that with Sevy almost immediately. Obviously, I have that with other guys. You're looking at uh, Jess like you got to go. No, I'm glad you thought I was looking at Jess because I have a big smile on my face, which is nice. I have the perfect ending to the show, That's, and it's because you were just you were just looking off into the distance, smiling because you thought of the perfect ending to a show. I love it. Let's hear it. So the the news is on because I was watching the end of the hockey game, and I obviously never watched the news. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm I'm hearing you talk. I'm I'm liking it. You're mad at me about Cole Hamels and referencing that again. The headline on the Denver News <laughs> is that one peacock may still be on the loose. <laughs> <laughs> do we, do we so want, wait? Do we want more? So information? you're not sure? Do we want more? Did you <laughs> not know how many peacocks were there? Because it seems like you have one job at the zoo. Wait, do we know why where it's on the loose? Do we want to know? No, but I think that makes it even more great. 
Oh my god, dude. One peacock hit and killed by car after escape the den- from the Denver Zoo. Yeah. Who was in charge of the peacocks? Who was Well, dude, they were like loose peacocks. They're like zoo floating around peacocks. Eight peacocks escaped the Denver Zoo. <laughs> like that's that's a sentence that'll always make me laugh. I need the security footage. <laughs> One may still be missing. Yeah, so five have been returned. <laughs> zoo staff are actively out looking for the last two birds, but QB explained he's not sure how much longer they will continue the look. Is that allowed? Or are you just hey Denver? There may be a, there's a peacock out there. Yeah, we lost it. We're not going to look for it. And call me crazy with the technology and everything we have out there. Peacock, pretty easy to see. Oh, dude, I totally see what's happening here. They don't want to spend the energy to get the peacock. It escaped. Right. So they're, they're, the, the very next line is, please, do not try to catch the birds. So they're begging that someone will just catch the peacocks, like sell it to an ex- sell it to like Reptilian Brad or Chad Green and like, you know, give it. Like, no, they're like, hoping for good Samaritans, but there's totally some stoner house in Denver that a peacock came into their backyard and they're like, we're going to keep this, right? This is a sign. Did you know that male peafowl are peacocks? Which makes sense now that you separate the word cock, that those are the men. Ladies are peahens. Never even heard that term before in my life. And babies are pea chicks. Never heard any of those terms. I've only ever heard about a lot of sexism in the in the in the peafowl world because I've never heard of peahen or pea chick. Everything you're saying sounds disgusting. Thank you for listening. Rate, subscribe. Follow at John Boy at Talking Jake. Do the Patreon stuff. You can win a jersey. Peacocks can fly. This says like a little bit. I don't think it's like geese like traveling north for the summer. How they, come they always say south for the winter? They never say north for the summer. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they don't. That's a good thing. They never say that. They have Tough to get, wrap up. They have to get Tough wrap up. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we should have ended the show a little bit ago. Peacock flying is now what I'm doing on YouTube. Um, but yeah. yeah, so thanks for listening to the show and um, doubleheader. And um, I don't know. You got any closing words? On to Toronto. On to Toronto. The, the Giancarlo fires thing was kind of cool. We didn't talk about that, but uh, we uh, don't have to. We're done. I want to hear his. I want to hear his interview at the end of the game because, like, dude, there's no way fires was trying to throw at you. But yeah, but sure. Get mad. That dude hit you in the face. You still kind of have to, you know, what was funny. You know, what was funny about the whole thing. He stared him down after the home run and like tossed the bat away, you know, like big old bat toss, stared him down. Right. It was kind of like when you want to tip the barista, but you want to make sure they see you tip. Otherwise it didn't even matter at all. Right. Fires didn't see any of that's this. That's why he gave him the point. At the that's end. why he gave him the point at the end. He was like, <laughs> You didn't that by the as he was rounding second, he was like, That motherfucker, he didn't see that I bat flipped and stared him down. What am I gonna do now? So he touched home and he pointed back at him like and then fires kind of chuckled on the mound, because what are you gonna do if your fires like, okay, yeah, that dude hates my fucking guts. <laughs> Half hot take, fires grooved a meatball first pitch of that at bat. I think fires was okay with giving up a gopher ball. Hot take. Hot take, he was like, Hey man. No harm, no foul. Here's a home. <laughs> I think I think fires is kind of a bro and he's like Dude, kind of get it. A little fucked up. (laughs) Here's a fastball. Enjoy it. (laughs) Yeah. All right. That's the end of the show. Go Yankees. Go Yankees. Go Yankees. Go Yankees. Tell them, Grandma. Go Yankees.